Good day. We're halfway through the program, starting on the backside now. Bill Michaels Show. Got to say hi to uh, Chuck listening to us in Southern California out in San Diego. And also want to say hi to, uh, to Chris, who is listening to us in Tempe, Arizona. Tempe, Arizona. That sounds really nice right about now. Be perfect. So does uh, Southern California, but California seems to be a wreck. I'd go to Tempe, Arizona first. <laughs> I love Arizona, too. I-, I love heading out there and checking out spring training and such. Uh, and then uh, Marcy and her husband right now on San Padre Island. Uh, listening to the program, and then our buddy Graham McDowell listening to the program in Scotland. Graham, always good to have you, buddy. Thanks, uh, thanks for taking a listen. As always, he's been a lo- he's been with us a long time. Listen to uh, this program, God, going back to the days that I was on the uh, the Packers Radio Network and the Brewers Radio Network, for that matter. Long time, long time. Uh, 877-867-1670. Good to have you. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's do this. Let's go open the, open the phones back up. Let's go to Marty listening to us in Nielsville. Marty, how you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, Bill. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. What are you thinking? Uh, uh, I just wanted to ask you, when I was talking to Grant, uh, yesterday and, uh, I, and then this morning too, I, I just noticed that, uh, Vic Fangio was let go by the Dolphins, and I thought he'd be a good defensive coordinator to bring on. He's been with the uh, with the Broncos, with the Bears. He's been with the he Giants. Has, he has been scooped up by the Eagles. Oh, he has. Okay. Yep. And here's another one that I had tossed around with Grant, and I don't know if he's on your, uh, your Packers uh, bingo card for GMs would be J.J. Watt. For, for a, a GM? Correct, and the reason, and the, here's the reason uh, I say that, and why you think of that, Bill. J.J. Uh, Watt again played defense. Uh, if, if the Packers could, if they could work out a deal to bring J.J. if he wanted to, to bring him on with the Packers, uh, his brother plays with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, right. and uh, you were mentioning on Monday that the Packers, you said, the Packers could use a rah-rah guy, you know, a big guy in the locker room. And if the Packers could get J.G. Watt to come to Green Bay, uh, maybe he might have the influence to bring T.J. Then maybe the Packers could work out a deal to bring T.J. to uh, Green Bay. And I, uh, would, I think that would be I, awesome if that could happen. I would, you No, know, I appreciate the phone call. I would love to see T.J. Watt in, in a Packers uniform. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, T.J. Watt, if I'm not mistaken, he signed a – I mean, I guess if they wanted to cut him loose, he signed a contract a couple of years ago. So I think he's got two years maybe left, two years left on his deal. I mean, if they wanted to cut him, uh, they would save quite a bit of money uh, this year, uh, I'm sure. But he was the highlight of that team. Uh, I'm just kind of pulling it up. I'm looking here. Okay, so – he, he uh, this past year he made he made twenty million bucks. Next year he is set to make a twenty one uh, twenty one million, and if they cut him loose, they would save a million and a half. They would save a million and a half. Uh, he is signed through twenty twenty five, and in twenty twenty six, after the twenty twenty five season, he's an unrestricted free agent. 
My assumption is that the way he's playing, because he was a monster, defensively speaking, that he ain't going anywhere. He ain't going anywhere. And and the other aspect of that is I'm I, as much as I like and and love what JJ Watt has done throughout his career, playing for Wisconsin, you know, and everything he's done both on and off the field, and and he's a great guy. Um, you, I'm not bringing him in to get his brother. Uh, if you're bringing in a general manager, you're bringing somebody in that knows, ev- like has a, to be a general manager, you have to see talent. That's first and foremost. But the second thing, and this is where it was an adjustment the first couple of years, you have to understand and wrap your arm. You go from being a scout or a lead scout to being the guy that listens to all the scouts. And knows what each scout's nuance is and what each scout's preference is. You have to put all that together and manage those people. Uh, Ted used to love to travel and go look at guys up close and personal. And I I don't know how much Goody does that uh, as opposed to what Ted would do. But you have to understand how to read your room. And he's gotten pretty good at it over the last few years. He really has. And the scouting department is set. And the talent that they picked up is pretty good. Now, if I had to point to anything, I'd say, oh, my God, I can't believe you wasted a draft pick on Anders Carlson. Beyond that, I've, I've been pretty happy. So I, it is, an, it is a long-time learning art to becoming a general manager. I believe that. It's not something you can just walk in and go, okay, I got it. You know, there are guys that come up through the system and really have to learn what it is they're looking for, learn the system that you have, how do they fit into your system, on and on and on and on and on. So, um, yeah, I don't think J.J. is fast looking to become a GM. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if he offered, got offered the job, he'd look at it, but I don't, I don't think he's fast looking to become a general manager in this league. I think he likes working out down the street, and he likes uh, hanging with his family and and uh, his, his, his young kids, and, you know, so I, I don't know if he's looking to do that. Maybe that's a good question for J.J. J. J. Watt. Would you like to become? But, uh, but anyway, uh, that, I digress a little bit. But that being said, yeah, I don't think that that's um, – J.J. for a, a defensive coordinator position as well, I, I don't – you, you got to get – that would be like giving Al Harris the D.C. job right now. I just I'm not a big fan of that. You know, there are some guys though that have made names for themselves that are you know backs linebackers and defensive backs coaches and they're on the fast track. I just don't know that I'm there yet. You know what I mean? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Denny listening to us in Holman. Denny, how you doing today, man? What's up? Great. Thanks for taking my call. I just you wanted bet. to thank you, Mike Clemens, Grant. Everybody for giving us a sensational year of Packer coverage. You guys are second to none and anybody in the whole frickin' country. Um, I wanted to ask you how you felt about Fox when they had the pregame on. They were kind of like not giving the Packers much love at all. I mean, did you feel that too? Or do you think it's just, you know, we just are for Packers and, you know, we're just – saying oh, that that's I, not right. No, no, I, I completely agree with you. I don't think they gave much love to the Packers when they were going to Dallas. 
I don't. And the only reason they did was because it was like everybody was just geeked up to see Dallas lose, except for the guys yeah, that love the Dallas Cowboys. And then obviously they wanted to see right. Dallas win. But I, I don't think that anybody was really giving the Packers two shots in hell to make it as far as no. they did. No, and Jimmy Johnson's rant too. I mean, that was ridiculous. Almost crying on TV at half. Yeah. Yeah, I get. I understand it being the former Dallas Cowboy coach, but it was like, come on, man! You're supposed to be this impartial guy, you know. I, it, it, but you know what? I at the end of it, I was so glad when every guy on that panel picked the Cowboys, and they could stick it in his rear end and say, "I don't care what kind of a speech you wanted to fire people up with, whether it was you or Mike McCarthy, you still got your ass whipped." I love it, though. I love your passion, man. Another thing I wanted to talk about is Wink Martindale available. I heard he's he's available yes. from the Giants. I know. Yes, man. I think that would be a good hire. Yeah, you know uh, that's a guy um, that, uh, that we talked about. Yeah, right. And then um, I just wanted to say that I know there's a lot of Detroit Lion fans out there. They're they're dreaming, you know, with sugar plums in their head about oh, we're going to make it to the Super Bowl. We're going to beat uh, the Forty Niners. Being a forty or being a Packer fan all my life, and seeing fourth and twenty six, and Terrell Owens is seven seconds left in the game, and Atlanta Falcons and the Giants at Lambeau beating us. Let me tell you, nothing is given for free, and you have to go out and beat a good Forty Nine er team to get there. Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent agree. And they're they're already in the Super Bowl. I mean, you talk to these fans and stuff, you know, and it's like, hey, don't. Get- we lost him. Something happened. Something happened. I don't know what happened, but something happened. I could hear the click. Uh, let me let me expound upon what it is you were saying about the, the the Lions fans. Look, if I'm a Lions fan, and not since the 50s have we won back-to-back playoff games. Not since the 50s have they been this far. I am out of my freaking mind. You are talking about something that has happened Probably, unless you're pretty old, once in a generation for this team so far. You're out of your mind. You wake up every morning and pinch yourself to make sure it wasn't a dream. You check the bed to make sure you didn't pee it. You're, you're, you're out of your mind. You're looking in the garbage can to make sure you didn't you know, drink two 12-packs before you went to bed, and it's all been a, a crazy, crazy dream. So you're making sure. So I, I understand that. Um, I think in this game coming up, it is going to be extremely tough for the for for the uh, for the Detroit Lions to win this game. Extremely tough, but doesn't mean it can't be done. And the way I look at it is, you've got the schemer and the intellect of Shanahan, and then the I want to bite your kneecaps and whip your ass side of things from Dan Campbell and his guys. And it's a, a tale of two different teams. I can't wait to watch this game. I'm excited for this game. I can't wait for Sunday to get here. Um, I don't want to see – I'm not at all a Ravens fan. Just I'm not. Never have been. But I picked him at the beginning of the season, and I just don't think this is the year for Patrick Mahomes and company to get there again. So I think it's going to be the Ravens and the 49ers but I can't wait for that NFC Championship game. I hope it doesn't let me down. I hope I hope it doesn't, you know, kind of fall by the wayside. You know what I mean? Um, you know how Grant, every time we get amped up, like, this is a big game. Here we go, you know. And then, it like, how many Super Bowls turned out to be just crap? 
You know, you get everybody together, you get all your food, and by halftime, it's like, oh, this sucks. This is over. Well, that's every you know. that's most Packers playoff games that I've ever watched with friends <laughs> over the last decade. So a couple NFC championship games that never really got off the ground. But I, I guess Seahawks Broncos, that Super Bowl was a bust. Um, Buccaneers Chiefs in 2020, that was a bust. The NFL delivers more often than not. I, I don't think because I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be perfect in this game. And I think Detroit can run the ball. I think this is going to be competitive. I don't know if it'll be low scoring, high scoring, but I think these teams will be in thick competition for most of this game. I don't I don't see it being a blowout either way. Yeah. I see I kind of agree with you. I, I don't see it being a blowout and I don't know if the Lions are going to cover, but I think it's going to be an exciting game. Uh, I really do and I I'm I'm looking forward to it. But if I'm a Lions fan, he's absolutely right. Slow your roll. You're not in the Super Bowl yet. This is like again, like you bought your lottery ticket and now you're starting to dream and you're thinking of the house and you're you're thinking of uh, you know everything that you can possibly do with that money and you're starting to salivate you're kind of wait you're like wait wait they're gonna pull my number and then you start to realize the numbers are coming out you're like oh crap this isn't gonna happen you know and then all of a sudden you're back to reality i don't necessarily think that's gonna happen to the lions i think they've got a fighter's chance but if you start to think hey i'm i'm my tickets to the super bowl um, i think you're smoking rope but i wish you the best of luck because i'm rooting for you uh my money has to pick the 49ers my heart is uh, with the Lions. I want to see the Lions. I'd love to see the Lions win it all. I really would. I'd love to see the Lions win it all for two reasons. One is because Lions fans don't boast about crap. They don't boast about anything. Their city sucks, and they know it. It's like, ah, Detroit's been on the come, and then it was down, and then it was on the come, and now it's down, and it just, you know, everything's deteriorated. They still do some festivals and things, and they try to make it look pretty, but it's Detroit, right? So they don't have that. And then they're like, well, every year we think we're going to win, and we haven't. And that sucks. And, you know, I mean, you got the Red Wings. You know, the, the Tigers, eh, the Tigers kind of suck. Your Pistons suck. So you're just over there going, God, this is terrible. At least we got the Lions to hang on to right now. Um, whereas Bears fans are living off of 85. They're living off of it. How good are your Packers? Well, they're not as good as when the, the Richard Dench and the, the guys were there. And they just shut up. Okay, you know, everybody there is pretty much gone now. All right? There's nobody left from that team. And 1985 is the year I graduated high school, for Christ's sake. Okay, move on. And then you've got the Vikings fans. And you can hear the echo of a fart in their, tr- in their trophy case. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. There's nothing there. So I would love to see the Lions get the win. I would love to see the Lions get the win. So I'm pulling for you, Lion fans. But I'm also not getting out over my skis, so don't you. 877-867-1670. But I get the enthusiasm and the excitement over in, in Detroit. Holy mackerel. They're out of their damn minds. Stay right where you're at. Don't go anywhere. we got more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Uh, Boondocks, barbecue, burgers, and brews. They're more than barbecue. They are more than barbecue. They have an egg salad wrap that is fantastic. So if you're looking for something light for lunch, that's it. Uh, The avocado egg salad wrap. And they've got that. They've got pastas. So many different things that they have out there other than just barbecue. And uh, you can stop in and check it out. 
for the entire menu. You can follow uh, Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews over there on um, on Facebook, on Instagram. Boondocks BBQ Restaurant and Market is now what they're labeled as because because a lot of their sauces and such have been so popular that they had to open up a market. And they also have desserts and such in there as well. So a lot of good things over there at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews on County Road K in Oconomowoc. Good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Hey, um, but don't forget, coming up bottom of the hour, uh, Dan Casper, W-A-Y-Y, our affiliate uh, up there in Eau Claire, he is going to He's going to join us, and we'll talk with him a little bit about, obviously, uh, the things going on in the state of Wisconsin, mostly Packers football, but we'll get his uh, take on some stuff. Uh, Tom says, Bill, I have never seen a fan base talk so much crap against the Packers without anything to back it up as much as the Vikings. It's hilarious. They're still cheering Anthony Barr, breaking uh, Aaron Rodgers' collarbone. You know, um, I get it. I, 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 I don't take... I, I think most Vikings fans, this is most Viking, most, get it. They've got this rivalry. They feel it's their year. We're going to get you. Your guy ain't crap. But they do it with kind of that tongue-in-cheek because they know, right? Every year is hope, and every year they know. Um, There are some, I mean, like every fan base has the – this is our year, we're going to kick your ass, you're a joke, and everything about you sucks type of person. They're, they're always out there. But, um, but I, I've taken more grief from Vikings fans, but I also take the grief looking, at, looking them in the eye, and they start to smile. And, and, and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. There was a guy up in uh, Tomahawk over the weekend, and it was the same thing in lacrosse as well, when I was out in lacrosse a couple of weeks ago. And... Both times, guys came up and started, I'm a Vikings fan. I have been all my life. My dad and this and that and Fran Tarkington. And, okay. You know, you kind of nod your head. But you remember, you know. I remember the Purple People Eaters. I remember Bud Grant. I remember all those, you know, those guys that have passed through there. I remember Roll with it, you know. And I remember Randy Moss and how good he was. And I can go through that whole list. I got it. I get it, man. Alan Page was one of my was a guy that I, you know, growing up as a kid, I wanted to be Alan Page because that guy was a badass, man. I wanted to be like that guy. So I get it. And they start to talk about it, and they get fired up. And then they start to talk about their year and championships and Super Bowls, and then the smile starts to come on their face because they're like, oh, okay, uh, I, even, I, even I can't talk myself into this. That, that's what they believe. That's fine. But <laughs> I just... I don't know many that come at you that are just hard. There was only the only time I've ever had a guy really come after me that was a Vikings fan. He it was at Manny's Steakhouse in Minneapolis, and he was hammered, and he was hammered. And a Packers fan uh, beat him at a, uh, at a at a war of words to the point where the rest of the bar even was laughing at the guy. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a thing of beauty. So, I, and, you know, Vikings fans get it. They want to they want to they want to share in the victory sense. Bears fans are, they don't know when they're going to come out of the hole. You know, they just know that every year somebody lowers the lotion in the basket and Bears fans lube up and they do all kinds of weird stuff in the hole and, you know, and uh, they then they're like, okay, just, you know, maybe when, maybe maybe once we get a new stadium and we move away from the, the dumpster fire that is Chicago, maybe we'll start to win again. Who knows? 
it's just they know. But Vikings fans, they get all riled up and they look at you like, well, this is our year. super shoot, shoot. <laughs> Who am I kidding? <laughs> We're just going to end up with the same old crap. We got a great stadium, though. Our sta- and they do. Their stadium, everything they do over there with that stadium and the production they have during the game is second to none. That's one of my favorite places. Uh, I mean, I love Lambeau Field. Lambeau Field is by far the creme de la creme. And I think the next best place to go watch a game at work is U.S. Bank Stadium. After that, I would probably have to say Jerry World uh, is tremendous. After that, SoFi Stadium is unbelievable. I have yet to be out to the giant Roomba that is where the uh, Raiders play. Um, God, uh, well, I don't even know what they call it anymore. Heinz Stadium in, in Pittsburgh is really nice. I, I just love that, that setting. Uh, Ford Field is a beautiful place to go, too. It's good. But <laughs> I look at Vikings fans, and I just start to smile, and I'm like, really? Are you believing what you're saying? Come on. Come on. Even Prince didn't believe that before he died. You know, come on. I heard in the elevator when Prince was going down, he went, oh, crap, not in my lifetime either. And down he went. Is that bad? Is that Grant, was that bad? Was that a bad joke? I think I think enough years have passed. Yeah, okay. I think so. Not too soon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. P- pick was... any pick any celebrity from the cities you want. Doesn't right? have to be Prince. Well, I mean, Prince was uh, a huge sports fan. That was the thing about Prince. It was so cool. You can go to a Timberwolves game and he'd be there. He'd be sitting courtside, or he'd be up in a suite, very incognito. Did that a couple of times with the Bucks, and you're sitting there. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, look who's down three 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 you know seats down from me. There's Prince, just hanging out. Comes in, watches the game. He was a sports fan, man. Big time. Loved baseball as well. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to uh, go ahead and do so. Thomas says, purple pain, purple rain. Uh, Yeah, no, I I get it. No doubt. Um, Wayne says, I went to college in Minnesota. Vikings fans are the worst fans ever. Not even close. Really? I see. I I didn't. I I never. I never thought that they were the. They're the most. They're, they're the loudest. I will say this: Twins fans, in all the years of doing the post game show for the Brewers out at uh, then Miller Park, now American Family Field, Twins fans, Cubs fans are obnoxious. But it's kind of like they're being, you know. Cardinals fans could be condescending, but they know baseball. And at least they had an element of class. They did act superior, but at least they had an element of class. Reds fans are very knowledgeable, but, they, but they're so knowledgeable that they come to town and they go, yeah, we know we suck. You know, they, the only shot that they had was when they had Griffey and Larkin at both, both at one time, and that turned out to be a dismal failure, and Griffey had you know, hamstrings all the problem and all the time, and they could never do anything. Uh, Pittsburgh fans show up, and they're, they're, they're dressed as – you know, Royals fans. <laughs> they know they stink. But Twins fans would come to town, and they would just, like, they they want to fight. I never saw more fights than I did when the Twins were in town. Never. It was like they're just angry. They, they just come to town, and it's like, well, we're in Milwaukee. I'm going to kick your ass! And they're just ready to beat you up for whatever reason. They're just mad. I saw a Twins fan punch a girl. An angry Twins fan. Just drunk and punched a girl. Just wailed on her. To the point where then everybody else beat the hell out of the guy. But 
It was, I mean, I was just stunned. It's like every time they came to town, there was a fight. So, um, I like Eagles fans. Uh, yeah, Eagles fans are a little rough. Eagles fans and Raiders fans, they like take pride in it. That's the thing about, about those fan bases. And, and even to a certain extent, 49ers fans. There's an element of 49ers fans that are all they are is we're just fans of a different team, but we're just across the bay from Oakland, and we're badasses too. And there's an element of, of that. Giants fans and Dodgers fans, Giants fans all the time get into it with Dodgers fans. I mean, it's a rivalry, yes, but they're all, always, always ready to, to fight. And you always hear about one, one every couple of years where a fan gets beat up and killed in the parking lot. They're just, they've got that reputation. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. Uh, we've got our buddy Dan Casper going to be joining us uh, after the bottom of the hour here. Hang in there. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Stay tuned. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back, Bill Michael Show. Brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue, veteran-owned right here in the state of Wisconsin. It's where they're based, Racine, Wisconsin, to be exact. BurnPitBBQ.com. And they had a lot of people over the holidays that uh, that bought the product, that went to the website, ordered so many different things, whether it was the sauces, the barbecue sauces, the hot sauces, or the rubs. Whatever you're grilling, whatever you're smoking, that's BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. Dot com. Joining us now on the hotline, our guy from WAYY in Eau Claire, our fine affiliate there is Dan Casper. Dan, how you doing? Doing well, Bill. How are you doing, man? Doing good. Uh, first and foremost, I like the podcast, man. I get a chance to watch every now and then, which is kind of cool. Oh, hey, I appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah. Thanks, man. I uh, I enjoy watching that. I get a perspective. I like that. So let me ask you this. Uh, is there a preference on your end of the next defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers? Uh, well, I've got a few names uh, at the top of my list. Uh, I think, you know, you look at a guy like Wink Martindale, uh, you know, I mean, you go back to what Matt LaFleur said in the season, you know, talking about how many battles they've gone up against uh, each other when he was in Tennessee. And you look at the last couple of years, the Giants have had the, the Packers number over there. That's, that's a possibility. I know Chris Harris interviewed a few years ago, apparently, according to Albert Breer, knocked it out of the park was a finalist before it went to Joe Barry. You know, Easy Rose out there, too, a guy who interviewed for, for Green Bay a few years ago. Uh, I don't know if Carolina would necessarily let him out now that they got a new head coach or, you know, if he maybe gets a head coaching job. You know, there's two guys on this Ravens staff, too, that I'd honestly kind of be intrigued with. Anthony Weaver, who's their assistant head coach, uh, was uh, defensive coordinator with the Texans when J.J. Watt was over there. And then uh, Denard Wilson, he's, you know, their secondary coach, spent some time with Philly uh, last year, too. Maybe kind of a, an under-the-radar uh, type of guy over there, too. So those are kind of the names that, that, that jumped out to, to my head looking at these defensive coordinators. If you were going to, say, give grades to this Packers team, special teams, defense, offense, and stuff, what would they be and why? Uh, special teams, I think you got to go pretty low outside of Keyshawn Nixon, maybe like a D, D minus. Um, you know, so many penalties. I know Rick Gosling's rankings, they're, they're towards the bottom there. Obviously, the talking point is Anders Carlson with, with the kicking game. He started off the regular season pretty well, pretty solid. 
then down the stretch, I mean, most missed extra points in the league. And now you got them bringing in another rookie kicker, uh, or I guess a rookie this past year for, for a little competition. We'll see if he sticks around when it comes to training camp and preseason. So I think you look at, you know, special teams and what Rich Bisaccia and, and that group, I go D, D minus, you know, defense. Uh, it, it's so, it's like an EKG. There's so many waves, ups and downs with, with that thing. Uh, maybe D plus, C minus, somewhere around there. I mean, you had your good moments. Down the stretch, you had some good games, playoffs. You held the Cowboys for the most part, the 49ers. I mean, the, first, the only time they went inside the 30 on that playoff game was that final drive. So, I mean, you had your good moments, but you had your really like what in the world moments, you know, Tampa Bay, Carolina, the Giants for, for, for crying out loud. And then mm-hmm. I think offensively, you know, it started off pretty bad, kind of wondering what's going on here. A lot of, you know, figuring out, but the trend, I, I, how it ended i'm going like b plus b up there and i think there's a lot to build upon with that group there's so much excitement with those receivers and you know jordan love answered a lot of questions this year that was the number one question i think a lot of people had and i think he answered that and more this year yeah i i agree with that i looked uh you know towards uh, you know jordan love as as, i thought this team could win if he was good they win eight eight games i I said you know seven at the beginning i said yeah plus or minus one i you know nine they had a chance to win maybe ten uh or even more really they kind of blew a few so i i absolutely i give them a lot of credit offensively for what they did now Moving forward, you know, obviously, what do you think this team needs? Uh, we talked a lot about safety play and middle linebacker play and such, but give me your thoughts. Yeah, I think you look at that secondary, and I think you look at uh, at the safeties uh, over there. Um, you know, whether that's, you know, do you bring a guy like Darnell Savage back for, for another year? I mean, they've got, you know, question marks and, and depth concerns over there, and that was a problem or a question mark, I should say, heading into this season you know, with that training camp and, and preseason battle. So I think you look at that position, um, you know, inside linebacker, I would assume maybe Devondre Campbell's a guy that's going to be a cap casualty. You got Quay Walker. I know Isaiah McDuffie was a guy that got a lot of playing time and, and played really well down the stretch. Are they ready to hand the starting reins over to him to, to be next to Quay Walker? Uh, if not, or even if so, you probably are looking for, for more depth at that inside linebacker position. And then I think you got to answer the question about is Walker going to be your long-term starter at left tackle? He played really well. He had high pass blocking grades according to Pro Football Focus. I think Zach Tom's the answer at right tackle. Maybe you're looking at interior offensive linemen with uh, the question mark of John Runyon. Is is Myers going to be your your long-term uh, solution at center? And then I think you know I, I hope he's back next year. I know he's got a high cap hit. With, with Aaron Jones, but you might have to look at who's going to be your future running back. Do you, do you address yeah. that fairly high in, in this upcoming draft? So, um, you know, obviously there's like, you know, certain positions probably have a bigger need than others like safety, but there's, there's other questions here depth-wise I think they got to focus on in this offseason. Yeah, I would agree. I, I do agree that I think Aaron Jones has to come back. Um, I, I just – there was so much value. Once he's healthy, he just looks so good, and there's just a different gear there. And I know people want to talk about the age, but he still has that step. He still has that quickness. He still has that jump cut, and he still has the burst. I, I don't I don't see him going anywhere. At least I wouldn't want him to go anywhere. Uh, the wide receiving position is pretty solidified, but if you can't get Christian Watson healthy, do you believe that they still need to go out and find another wide receiver or two or just continue to stockpile the weaponry? 
I think you, if you know, if Christian Watts, if they can't figure out that that hamstring thing, and I don't know what they're going to be able to find out in Madison when they send him and, and Stokes uh, over there, but I mean, you, you you'd still want that big, deep threat wide receiver, a receiver that can take the top off, top off those defenses. So I mean, if that's going to be a long term issue, and honestly, they may not know that until they actually get back on the field and you know preseason and, and actual games and such. But I'd still like that big, speedy threat guy that that you can you know have those big big plays throwing the ball down the field stretching the field uh that way too so uh again that might not be something they look at this year because they're kind of putting their eggs in their basket right there but you, you look at the depth in, in these receivers and it just seems like a different guy has a different you know unique skill set whether it's Jaden reed you know in the slot or he's got a plenty of, or a lot of experience playing on the outside at michigan state jet sweeps romeo dobbs seems to be like the perfect possession type type of receiver you throw in Dontavian Wicks into that equation too so and then of course the tight ends with with Kraft and Musgrave so you know right right now I think wide receivers okay but if Watson's going to be an issue with that injury I'd I'd like them to address a bigger faster receiver at some point is this team a Super Bowl or bust team next year expectations are definitely higher Uh, I don't know if it's Super Bowl or bust next year but I think it's at least uh, postseason again, uh, that those expectations are there, and I think it's not just getting into the postseason. I think it's, you know, making a mini run, at least winning a couple games over there. I mean, the way this season ended and nearly beating the one seed, and and I think if if Green Bay was playing this weekend against the Lions, I think there would be a lot of people probably picking the Packers to to win this game, and maybe mm-hmm. it's just because I'm a little biased or anything like that, but I feel like a lot of people would pick the Packers, and I think some Lions fans would be nervous uh, about going up against Green Bay. So I don't know if it's it's Super Bowl or bust for next year, but it's definitely postseason. It's it's winning a couple games, maybe even you know winning the division and getting a home playoff game uh, at that point. But there's no doubt about it. The expectations are going to be so much higher next year, and and that window is going to be there. That window's back for for Green Bay to win. I think a lot of fans would like more than just one championship with this quarterback. Talking with Dan Casper, Sports Talk, WAYY in Eau Claire, our fine affiliate over there. Uh, Dan, when you look at, uh, you know, Matt LaFleur and uh, kind of the way that you talked about the mid portion of the season and then the way they ended, how would you, because I don't think, you know, some people think that Matt LaFleur, well, you know, hey, if it starts out bad next year, you could lose your job. I don't think Matt LaFleur starts out the season on the hot seat at all, especially the way that he kind of gathered himself and, and righted the ship with this team. I think that we, we wanted to find out what kind of a coach he was going to be. And once you start to see, started to see his fingerprint on the defense and the scheming he had down the stretch in the offense, I think Matt LaFleur proved himself this year. Do you agree? Uh, 100%. Uh, 100%. I don't think he's going to be on the, the hot seat either uh, opening up the season. That is a dude who you could tell grew uh, as a play caller, as a head coach uh, throughout the season, towards the end of the season. Uh, it, it, that's, that's a situation, too. When you trade a guy like Rasul Douglas, you had the Jair Alexander stuff and you know kind of the downs of whether Joe Barry should be let go at, you know during the season or such. It, it, he had that locker room. He kept that locker room together. And I know there was a lot of, you know, at least some of our listeners kind of wondered, did he lose the locker room at some point? Yeah. You know, we're not in there. We don't have that that insight. But you could tell he had that locker room. And I think this was a, a fantastic job of what he did down the stretch. And, you know, helping mold Jordan Love in, into a, a really, really good quarterback. It looks like Green Bay is going to have another really good quarterback for, for years to come. So I think that stock 
is, is going to be high on Matt LaFleur. And that's why I think this defensive coordinator position is an attractive one. You, you got a stable head coach. You're not going to be, you know, going into a lame duck situation. You've got some players on defense. You've got an exciting offense uh, over there. So that's why I feel like, you know, if you're Matt LaFleur, this is a big decision, though, for him. He's got to nail this, this defensive coordinator pick. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a pivotal pick. Um, I, I, going back to Matt LaFleur, uh, you just you look at him and you think how good – because the argument was, was it Matt LaFleur or was it Aaron Rodgers? Do we now look at this season and the way the offense ran? And there was a lot of comments about Jordan Love down the stretch saying, look at the way he's playing. He's just running the offense. That's the reason everybody knows where they're supposed to be. Do we now look back and go, boy, Aaron Rodgers, probably at the end of his career, was probably more detrimental than a positive influence on the Packers. Do we say that? I think you can make a point with that. I, I don't know if I'm getting a little, you know, poetic with, with this, but, you know, when, when Matt LaFleur was first hired, you know, First year play caller with Tennessee was an offensive coordinator with with the Rams. He gets paired with a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. You know he kind of is able to lean on Aaron Rodgers a little bit. You know and 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 have that benefit of a Hall of Fame quarterback, a veteran Hall of Fame quarterback. And then a couple of years, you know, we later we get Jordan Love. It's like all right, it's time for the Jordan Love era. He's ready to go. I almost kind of felt like too. It was like it's time for, for the Matt LaFleur era to begin, too. He doesn't have that crutch of an Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have a, a veteran quarterback to, you know, to maybe kind of help lead him the way here. He's ready to really employ his full offense, and, and we finally got to see that this year. And I think a lot of times when you talk about quarterbacks who you know, play within a system or system quarterbacks, it gets used as a, as a negative term. For, for some people, and, and it doesn't have to be a negative term uh, all, all, all the time. It, it doesn't really, and you look at some of these teams like the 49ers, a quarterback that plays within the system. He's an MVP candidate uh, out there. He's got his team in the NFC Championship game. It doesn't always have to be a negative thing, and I, I just think Matt LaFleur has grown so much this year and, and has gotten better as a play caller and as a head coach. Dan, always good to chat, buddy. Keep up the good work, and we will talk again real soon, okay? You got it. Appreciate it, Bill. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. Dan Casper, W-A-Y-Y Sports Talk in Eau Claire. Joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Appreciate his time, uh, as always. As always. Um, got some things to talk about uh, because the stars are out. The stars are out. But are the Packers. We'll talk about that when we come back. Give you a little bit of a preview there, and then we'll take it into the next hour as well. This portion of the program brought to, brought to you by our friends at the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Why do you want to go there on a Thursday night? Tonight, listen up, half-price wines and steak and potatoes for 15 bucks. And their steaks are really good. I mean, you, you go to some of these steakhouses, and you're paying $100, 150 bucks. Not there. 15 bucks, steak and potatoes, half-price wine. And you get to watch whatever sun you can possibly see or the night begin to set upon the lake and upon the horizon. It's just a great place. Tonight, they have half-price wines and steaks. Good stuff over there at Sunset Grill on Pewaukee on Prospect Avenue. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Good to have you back. Good stuff today. Good stuff from Dan Casper. We got uh, some Brewers baseball chatter coming up in the next hour. Hey, our friends at Veterans America. James Mercado, I got a meeting with those guys. Uh, we're going to talk about some stuff coming up here on Monday, and they're going to do a lot of stuff with us this year regarding the motorcycle ride, uh, which is coming up Labor Day weekend, the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. But uh, he just uh, he, they, they're pounding away, man. They just keep helping veterans uh, do what they need to do, whether it's uh, a refi or a new mortgage, whatever it happens to be, they can help you out. All you got to do is call. 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333, and that's Veterans America, the top VA lender for home buyers. So if you are a veteran, if you're a military member, a family member, give them a call because they really do. Uh, they can help you out with uh, no down payment, uh, some uh, no PMI, some looser credit requirements. Uh, they got all kinds of different things they can do for you. Again, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. And uh, fees-wise, tell them you heard it here. See what they do for you. Tell them you heard it here. It's always good. Always good from our friends at Veterans America. Good, good stuff. Um, so the stars are out. What do you mean, Mr. Michaels? Uh, the, the All the different player awards and coaches awards have been announced by the NFL. The NFL and the AP, they announced all the finalists for the awards, which are going to take place Thursday night. February 8th at the Resorts World Theater in Las Vegas. We're going to be out there, as a matter of fact. Uh, so anyway, uh, the NFL honors uh, the league's primetime award special, which, by the way, that's always the night that we do Cigars with the Stars, too, and it's great because there's some people that are like, eh, the awards banquet, who cares? And they come to Cigars with the Stars. So when we come back, I'm going to go through the list, and you tell me who you think should be the winner. And... There aren't any Packers on this list, and I'll tell you why when we come back, because I know there's some people that are saying, what, what, no Packers? No, we'll talk about it. Just hang in there. Don't get crazy on me. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 